Welcome back to the Josh and Ethan show. We were gone last week because of technical difficulties, but we're back now and we'll just kind of run down um, AEW news, maybe a bit of WWE news, and then um, the TikTok ban, pretty much. So, um, what do you want to start with, Joshua? Um, let's start with some AEW. Okay, so um, we missed talking about Dynamite two weeks ago. That would have been the one where Match hit over a million viewers, right? I think so. Yeah, so um, Young Bucks and Butcher the Blade had a street fight, basically, and it was pretty fun. I didn't love it, but a lot of people loved it, and I thought it was good. But um, it hit over a million viewers, which is pre-pandemic numbers, pretty much, where the there'd be a certain like star segment, and that would just go over a million Narissa show would be holding around 800,000. That's what AEW's been doing the last couple weeks, and it's looking good. And XT has not been declining as much as they were during the pandemic, and they're even picking up in their 18 to 49 a tiny bit. So if those shows are actually doing pretty well, and Raw is just plummeting, record low, second record low, worst hour of Raw ever. It's just, it's all bad. But um, basically, AEW's been doing great. They're actually pretty going, going relatively steady. Yeah, I think their 1849 is okay, but their actual um overall is meh. But um what's just I want to talk about this week specifically. I think Dynamite this week was lots of highs and lows, like the Diamante Hikarushita match sucked because Diamante's I don't think is ready. And that Warhorse guy is a complete jobber, but I really love the Dark Order um tag title match and I think Brody Lee is just the greatest. We should actually watch one of his BTE segments after this. He, they did another few. They were great. And there's one I want to watch. But um, I I still really enjoyed the show overall. So I know lots of people were a bit down on it this week. But I thought that kind of leveled out the highs and lows. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing that came out of this week's Dynamite, or one of the big things that came out of this week's Dynamite, was um, the Cody Warhorse match towards the end? Uh, Cody was being attacked by uh, the Dark Order and Matt Cordona. Uh, Matt Cord- Cordona, I think that's his I name. I think it's uh, that way. Yeah. Zach, Zach Ryder from WWE. He made an appearance. Mark Matt Cordona. That's his name. Um, he made an appearance in AEW, which is cool. Uh, he's shredded, by the way. Yeah. I think he's probably it's there for Cody to turn on him, maybe. Like, when Cody does turn heel, like, he needs someone specifically to turn heel on. And, like, it could always be QT or Dustin, but I think Cardona kind of adds another layer to that. And also, you can do then, you can do, like, lots of people think Cardona's going to turn heel on him, but I don't think there's enough time for that. Because Cody's really escalating the heel turn, especially now that Arn is going to be managing FTR as well as Cody, which is just crazy. Um, and then, uh, another appearance, uh, that, or another person who made an appearance was Cameron. I don't remember what her new name is, but Cameron, back when it was Cameron Naomi, uh, in WWE, she showed up and she's going to be, uh, Nyla Rose's tag partner during this whole, uh, tag tournament. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think she can't work, so... My idea for the tournament would be Nyla just wins the entire thing with what's her facing on the apron the entire time. 
And then after Nyla wins the tournament, she is then lays out Cameron as well. I think that'd be the best way to go about it. But um, yeah. we should be fine. And Tenara Conti they announced for it, which this will be a good test of if they can really show that NXT kind of like puts people in the PC too long. Because maybe she'll have a good showing with the help of like UT and those guys training. But um, I don't know. The Tag Cup should be interesting. It's on YouTube starting today, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm semi-interested. I'll probably watch the first one. I don't know. And then I wanted to talk about this fiery, amazing... Like, it was a babyface promo, but he like it was still a heel promo. This MJF State of the Industry promo, wherein he was campaigning for AEW World Champion. Like, MJF has to be the guy to beat Moxley. But I also think it's too soon for Moxley to lose the title. It's kind of like the Jericho-Moxley predicament, but it's like, I guess it all out, MJF is winning the title. Because, like, he'd be dead. He's done if he loses to Moxley at all out, in my opinion. So I feel like he has yeah. to beat Moxley, right? Yeah, it, it would make the most sense. And I'm honestly, right now, I don't I don't see anyone else beating uh, Mox for the title. Yeah. Other than MJF. So... If, I mean, all 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 signs point to uh, MJF taking the title off Mox yeah. at some point. Because, like, I see Hangman Kenny being world champion, but not right now because they're going to go into their singles feud soon. And, like, I think Darby has to go for the TNT title first, probably. And Jungle Boy Moxley just isn't the right match right now. You'd want to do more of, like, a Jungle Boy MJF for the title, regardless of whether or not Jungle Boy actually beats him. So I think that right now, like... When you think it's like, you don't want to just go back to Jericho. You want to really cycle for Jericho. Lots of the younger guys, like, just, it's not their time yet. So, like, MJF out of the young guys, he just feels like the right one right now. Especially because he has gotten that win. Like, he's beating Cody very dominantly. So, he's, like, taking that next step that some never people haven't taken. Yeah. Um, and, yes, just to confirm... AEW's YouTube channel Monday, August third at seven PM Eastern Time. Cool. Will be women's tag team tournament. Yeah, but um, I mean we're kind of skimming, but I think it's less important for Dynamite to go over the full card because I think it more shows our feelings if we talk about stuff as it pops into our head, like for the shows. It should be like what we remember, positive or negative. We should we talk about um. Do you want to talk about this stupid Raw Women's title change and how Kyrie Sane died via being stomped in the back? I stopped watching Raw because... I stopped watching I as well, can't... but I zammed through it this week. Yeah, I mean... I'm like, going to be honest. I, 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 can't, I can't... Like, Raw is unwatchable anymore. Yeah. Like, I think I quit SmackDown in, like, February or something. I'm pretty much done with Raw. I'll still watch occasional bits of Raw. It's like I'm tuned in. Like, I read the results or, like, I'll zam through it or watch more clips. But, like, SmackDown, I'm almost completely tuned out of. Raw, I will occasionally watch stuff because, like, they're still doing Drew right at least. But, all right. So, Kairosane's leaving the company. So, the way we're going to write her off is is going to stomp her in the back. And then Kyrie Sane's going to die. Then Asuka loses the title via countout. Like, uh, it's so bad. You should have just, like, crowned Sasha the champion for real. Like, off of Bailey Wayne the thing. And by the way, I found out. Like, there was some inside thing. The afternoon 
like before they taped the match, Extreme Rules, the first one with the false finish with Bailey as a ref, Vince was planning yeah. on Sasha just losing. Then he changed his mind in like two days to her winning the title. That's crazy. You he, you can't run a successful promotion and change the title on two days' notice. Um, but I will say SmackDown these days is a little better. I'm I watch I'm on I watch SmackDown more regularly than I watch Raw or NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit better. It's still not fantastic, but it's definitely a huge improvement. AJ Styles is, and uh, and uh, Daniel Bryan are really uh, backstage trying to push uh, underused talent, which I think is really good. Yeah, it's um, good. So, like, with the whole uh, Grand Middle League uh, Intercontinental Championship match, that was all, I think, Daniel Bryan's idea. Yeah, but it was pretty much a burial of the guy. From what I heard, he had, like, no offense. So at least they're trying, but it's like they're trying isn't going to do enough, I feel like, against what Vince likes. Also, Shorty G, I guess, is getting a tiny push. I think he's turning heel, right? But uh, he's, he's like teaming up with Corbin, which I don't think makes a lot of sense, but I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But I think if I think if, if He's gonna be Corbin's sidekick. They gotta change his name back to Chad Gable because you can't have King Corbin and Shorty G. By the way, did Vince already forget that Corbin was the one who like crowned him Shorty G, and like was his first blood feud with like his most recent singles push? I I guess so. I mean, he just needs to go back to his original name, his original gimmick, because yeah, it worked for Kurt Angle. Like, I'm an Olympic wrestler. I'm going to suplex people, but I am a great worker, even though I've only wrestled for a couple of years. Like, it's very well, simple, was, and it will always that work. Was Gable's, that was Gable's gimmick, but then Vince was like, ha ha, you're yeah. short. Ah, short, your name's Shorty yeah. G. Ha-ha. And he was, like, as tall as everyone else in that match. <laughs> like, he was, he was taller than Lince Dorado. Like, he's he's really good in the ring. He's so underused, but yeah. he's not going to be used as long as he stays his height. Yeah. Um. All right. Raw. Let's see. Uh, Orton sets his sights on Drew McIntyre. I bet Orton's winning the belt. No, um, no way Orton. What? Orton's winning that belt. I'm... Yeah, it it's, would make most sense. It's a burial through, but they're gonna do it. I'm I'm thinking the plan is. I mean, what would make most sense is to have Orton win the title, have him have an amazing heel run, uh, with the championship, and when we get crowds back, they have McIntyre take it back. Yeah, that would be nice to give him his title win, like in front of a fan base. But I don't know if Orton's the guy. Because it's just it's another old guy. Like put on a young heel, you know, what I, like turn someone, like turn Ali heel. Have Ali like join a faction and they all cheat to help him win the title. Then have him have a heel run. Then like lose it back. Like just not necessarily Ali because always better as a face. But like just pick someone young, young, 
Someone young, not someone old like Orton. Orton is old. Make someone young the champion that Drew went back. It's just, I think Orton's too old. And I think it's just going to be too much of monster booking. And it's like, it shows how on the fly it is. Because if you're winning the world title this time of the year, you generally win at WrestleMania. Orton lost at WrestleMania. So it's not like he was really positioned for this. Anyways. Yeah. Um, you- and then after that, we have Viking Raiders versus Ricochet and Alexander versus Garza and Andrade. Fine. I don't really care about the tag division on Raw or in WWE general these days because it's just a mess. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax. Jackson Baszler had to wait until after the triple threat tag match to settle their issues from the first segment. They immediately took the fight out of the ring and brawled until they were counted out. Several officials came out to separate them and a few ended up being injured in the process. And now they're both suspended. Did you see the awesome head kick that Shayna threw that Nia just no-sold? Nia Nia needs to stop wrestling because she's not Yeah, she's horrible. Like, she went from injuring people... So now she won't even make the people changers look good. Because Shayna threw awesome head kick. It looks so good. And Nia just no-sold it. She stood there. But it's like she was selling other stuff. So it's just, it's such a mess. It's so bad. She's so bad. Take her off TV. But um, do you want to talk about the TikTok ban? Yeah, let's talk All about right. it. So I, I mean... don't know if anything's actually going to happen. Because I don't know if an executive order can ban an app. But let me just say. No matter what you think of Trump. If he were to ban TikTok, it would be one of the greatest moves made by any president in the history of the United States. I don't think so, because that gives a mad like. Okay, this is this is what you know. The government has a problem with TikTok. China is directly taking all of the data from users of the. They're directly taking it and keeping it for themselves. When American apps might collect our data and just sell it to China. Yes, but at least, like, this is, I think this is too scandalous. One, I'm talking about that more from the meme potential of, like, banning TikTok. Like, the actual legal stuff is very complicated. Like, just in general, like, I hate TikTok. I hope it dies. So that's why I was talking about, like, initially. And I think that, yes, there is an issue of our companies selling data to China. But I think the fact that China is just openly, like, very, they're directly taking the data. I think that is something that we shouldn't allow, especially given China's behavior of the Uyghurs. Like, shaving their heads, putting them on trains. Like, they're basically making concentration camps and we're doing nothing about it. So I think at the very least we need some form to protest them. Though I do hear you on, like, this isn't going to end the Chinese taking our data. But I think it's a blow that could help. And I think from like just a meme standpoint, honestly, just getting rid of TikTok would be very funny and would be a good move for, I think, lots of like teenagers I in the country. Yeah, it seems like, well, oh, yeah, TikTok isn't great. Taking, you know, banning it would be awesome. But also there are people who, have, you know, they've built a brand off of this app. And now that the app is gone, what are they going to do now? Yeah, well... That is tough, but again, it's. I think the data. This is our, our first like major disagreement on the podcast, but um, I think the data farming is kind of trumps that. And if you look at it, lots of people that build brands, they have had other avenues. Like there's the TikTok Hospital Show, which I know we've both like watched. Um, Moist Crickles reviews of that. Well, have you? 
I've watched them, I know. I've watched, I think, one or two. Okay, yeah. So, like, some of the, the TikToker, like, lots of the people that have made brands have other avenues. And some of them are even out of states. Like, if you, even if they ban this, people have already said, like, you can use VPNs, set it to be in a different country. So, it's like, these American, even the American people, like, that have built these things, like, they're not going to lose their entire brand because they can still get on it. But this, I think this will at least do, from the broad public, cut down the data farming. And yes, it's a hurt for people on brands, but you don't really make money off of TikTok unless you're drawing people into your other platforms. And this has been around for years now. So if you haven't drawn enough people into your other platforms, you're probably, even with your like large platform on TikTok, just not good enough at the other aspects of creating a following to monetize to probably ever make a living off of it. So that's why I think that's like, Yes, it's going to hurt some of those people, but one, I kind of don't care because it's TikTok, and I think TikTokers are, like, some of the scum of the earth. Not all of them, but a lot. And I think that, again, like, if you fail to build a brand in this time by converting your TikTok viewers into something that you can monetize, I think it's kind of a failure on your part, and that if it's something where it will help us hurt China, and it's something that the government can do, like, it would actually be one of Trump's like few good moves in this time, I think, to cut down on Chinese data farming, because I've been very critical of his COVID response and everything. But I think that this is something that he could do, not necessarily to like get voters back, but just to do something good. So here's my thing. I know a lot of people don't like TikTok because of the content that's being put out, and it's just really not good. Like, you know teenage boy biting their lips talking about vampires and all that garbage but i think so many people criticize the app so heavily on that content that it kind of overshadows on like the good stuff that's actually on the app when you first get the app it's horrible everything that you see because it's just garbage content but when you like certain amount of stuff and your for you page starts to change there's actually really funny things on the app which is why i'm kind of like anti-ban tiktok just try to figure out this whole data stuff. Oh, of course, yeah. And I, I know that there's, like, I'm not a TikTok user, really, but, like, I know that there are lots of, like, entertaining people on the app. But, again, I think that those people have found ways, like, lots of them have YouTube channels you'll see. And it's not as big as our TikTok following, but, again, you can't monetize TikTok. So I think the good people were smart enough to at least do some form of something outside of TikTok. So it's going to hurt them, but I don't think it's going to, like end them and end their ability to make content and honestly it's like we an american company could make like a tiktok 2.0 and just like not be run by the ccp and there could always be something like that that allows these people to get their fan base back so i do worry about the fan base stuff it's just i don't like china farming data this is the second time that this sort of thing is kind of happening because musically everyone remembers musically that was also very similar to what TikTok is today. And that was also Chinese owned and that completely shut down. Then there was TikTok and now that's getting banned in the US and it's already been banned in many other places. So are we just gonna keep creating new apps and just banning them? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like when, when TikTok was created, I assume lots of people made completely new platforms on TikTok, but I assume some people transferred over from Musical.ly and were able to rebuild a fan base, and even over the couple years we've had TikTok grow that. So what I'm saying is, 
if there were to be another one that just wasn't directly feeding stuff to CCP. And like you said, there's always been American companies selling data to places, especially China. But I think it's a bit less egregious, and it definitely cuts down the flow. So if just an American company, or even like a British company or something, just a company that's not like a, not Saudi, not Russia, not China, not something that like does not like America were to make that, like I think that's great, and people can rebuild platforms. But it's, I think you can see like people going from Musical.ly to TikTok, and over time being able to get back to where they were. And I don't think it's a money issue, because again, like you don't make money on TikTok, you just use it to draw people to other money things. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, uh, you know, we can compare to Vine when Vine was shut down and all those creators that were, I guess, created their own brand. A lot of the, you know, popular Vine people are relatively successful on YouTube these days. Like, I know Drew Gooden, he's doing fantastic for himself. Daz Black, he's doing pretty, pretty good for himself. Yeah, and even so, like, I remember, um, like Bat Dad, even like he has made a YouTube channel and posts all his old vines and compilations on his YouTube channel, and he's able to make money off of that. So yeah, I think we'll if TikTok to YouTube is a lot harder because TikTok is you doing dances; it's not you doing just another form of comedy, just slowly different format than YouTube. So I acknowledge that, and maybe YouTube isn't even the place to go. But I I don't think that we're ending these people's fan bases by banning TikTok. If anything, I think it'll show who really cares who it means stuff to people and it'll kind of show who has real talent like who got famous on tiktok just for doing a stupid dance and who actually got famous on tiktok for being talented something being funny or even just like being smart politically like something like that that can draw people in so i'm not trying to like say oh yes we should like just ban tiktok and scrolls people's lives but i think it is worth it because i just really worry about the ccp and data so uh, back to this brand thing i think it's easier to be like oh tiktok's gone if, if you're doing the comedy stuff oh tiktok's gone i'm gonna just go to youtube that's easy to do because it's easy to make that type of content on youtube and yeah. still re- maintain relativity but for people who are doing dances and limp syncing and stuff like that i remember you know there was what baby ariel and like lauren gray on musically who were like the most famous people on the internet because of their dancing and their lip syncing. Now I barely hear about these people. Yeah. No, I do have to admit it is a sad thing, but I think if you look at the TikTok time graphics, a lot of these people are teenagers. So it's not like they're relying on it for a job. And two, it's like, I don't want to sound rude here. This sounds kind of harsh. Like, I don't know how much you dancing and lip syncing contributes to society. So I don't know, like, if your job is the most concerning thing there. Like, I'm not saying, like, it should be illegal to do that or it's, like, necessarily a bad thing. I'm saying, like, when it comes to that, if it's something that's only viable on this one app, maybe it's something that you should rethink as what you're doing and you should try to branch out, branch out and be one of those people that has content that can be switched around. I'm not saying, like, it's illegal to dance on TikTok or it's, like, a guaranteed bad thing. I think if all you're ever doing is just dancing on TikTok... Like, you have to realize that that's not really sustainable, even if the app doesn't get taken down. It's like, people are probably going to get bored of watching you dance eventually, and you're relying on a constant funneling of people coming in, and it's going to happen, but I don't know how sustainable that was even before all this. And I think a good example of that is, like, the D'Amelio sisters. Like, Dixie D'Amelio, 
she does all her dance stuff fine but she's also doing i mean it's not great but she's doing something else but she's doing the tiktok hospital thing yeah like she's expanding what she's doing granted it's not good it's not but good at but least people are watching it she makes money yeah uh charlie d'amelio she does dances on tiktok fine she's doing ads and like modeling for like different products fine that's great you're making money off of that but it's just that i guess people have made a name for themselves on the internet but they may not have made a big enough name for themselves to have the opportunity to have your own tiktok show or to do modeling and branding and all that type of stuff so i'm just saying like there's going to be a lot of people who suffer from this. A lot of people, you know, will, you know, be able to expand and they'll be able to continue to have relativity. But I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I just, it's hard, it's hard to completely ban an app in a country knowing that people have made money off this and made popularity. No, I feel you, and I do think the one positive thing is like again the whole VPN thing of you can list at your VPN like you're in Japan via your VPN, and you can download TikTok. So I think some of these people who aren't able to adapt and are smaller, like you can be an American, set your VPN to England full time, be on TikTok, and then just only work to an English audience. And yes, that's a lot smaller, but you can still build a fan base out of that. So I don't think it's the end of the world. But again, I just really worry about the Chinese data farming. So I think that it is a worthy trade-off, given that a lot of the best people on the platform will be able to make it work in other ways. I, I don't want to sound like I have no sympathy for the other people. I do. It's just, I think that, I don't know, it's a tough one, but I generally pro TikTok ban. And, and I think it's also like, well, okay, if we can just completely ban this app because it's doing, you know, it's data mining from China, I mean, that opens up a window to ban really any app that's bad. Like, instead of trying to fix the problem, like, be like, okay, let's 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 try to figure out this problem. They're like, nope, we're, we're, we're just not going to allow it in our country. Yes, and I totally feel you, especially, like, as being a small government person. I don't like the idea of government being able to ban apps, but I do feel like we are in some sort of technological war with China, where it's like everyone's a socialist during wartime. I kind of feel that way right now because I'm worried that, like, I don't like giving the government a lot of power, but I feel like it might need the power if it's going to just help China because I, I am really scared by China in the technological era. So I don't know, that's just something that worries me. And that's, that's why it's really, really important that people should have VPNs because yeah. VPNs, they, they, and this isn't or anything because like lord knows we can't have ads at this point in, our, in time but um vpns are really important because they it, they protect you from you know that data collection and you know people being able to access what you're doing because i mean privacy is basically non-existent in this world people try to make it seem like you do have privacy but you really don't and because any anything that you do on your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your you know whatever it is that you use that's technology, people are going or people who are running uh, that technology or that company or you know wherever country you live in, they're gonna they're gonna have your information, 
and that's why VPNs are so important because it protects the, you know, it protects that your information is private and all your data is private. And I just, I just think that it's kind of a shame that we, nobody in this world can have their own privacy anymore. Oh yeah. That's, I, it's one of the worst, like it's, I don't personally have a VPN, but I probably should look into getting one, but like, it's great now that you can call someone halfway across the world. Then, like all the untended consequences, I don't know if it's says it's not worth it, and we should like all just live Amish, like with no technology. But there's definitely like these horrible worries, and I think this shows that it's like, well, you have people that use this to drive people our platforms to make money, but there's a government that really is not friendly to people inside of it, not friendly to us, not friendly to the world, and they're using that as a way to farming that they need to help continue what they're doing but then these people need it at the same time but then you just as someone who is around it all like you're having parts of your privacy violated it's it's really bad and i don't know we live in a really complicated world and i think this shows that so i think it's just i want to say like pick a side but i think it's important that people generally figure out issue to issue not like I am completely against banning stuff. I am completely for banning stuff. It's kind of you have to decide off the issue for stuff like that. And I think for this one, I'm just leaning pro-banning. And I also think, I heard, I read somewhere, I don't know how accurate it is, but I think Microsoft was trying to buy TikTok. Hmm. Or, here, let me look this up. Just so that, let me, TikTok. Um, so Trump says Microsoft should, uh, pay key money to treasury for facilitating TikTok deal. Oh, so they might be taking it. Wait, so why would Microsoft get money off of that? I don't know. Was Microsoft a specific target? Like what would Microsoft have to do with TikTok? I just think it was like, well, this app is getting banned and a lot of people in the U.S. use it. Maybe we could buy it so that China's not collecting the data. Oh, so they were looking into like buying it, then rewatching it, and just like it's something that was a bit more legal because it wouldn't be a Chinese data farm? Yeah. Oh, so uh, New York Times two hours ago said Trump says Microsoft can bid on TikTok. I mean, here's one question, though. It's like, how do we declare that? Because it's linked by a Chinese firm that's tied to the Chinese government. So is China just like, all right, game's up. We got some data out of this. We'll sell it to you now. Like, or can we completely co-op to, like, the U.S. part of it? Like, I don't know a lot about, like, the tech laws and everything, but it's like, I wonder how that works. We'll probably have to wait for that. But, like, because that's very interesting of, like, I was saying, like, can we just launch a new TikTok that isn't as much of a data farm i don't know all right this is um this all mess all i know is that it was supposed to be banned as early as saturday it's still around right now Mm -hmm. so i i i'm assuming that they're holding off the ban just to see if microsoft is gonna dip it dip some cash into it just to Mm -hmm. make it a microsoft thing okay but um that actually probably be the best case scenario because then you have a U.S. company that 
probably sell some data to China, but it's not a direct data farm. But then these people still get to keep their platforms. I'm sure it'd probably take months of like separating it from the CCP, like and making a US splinter part. And I don't know like how the government can just acquire like you guys can bid on this, like if there's a separate US firm that's linked somehow, or if they'd actually break the company in half working with the CCP, like, all right, game's up, you either sell us to this or shut it down. So I don't know, but um we'll have to wait and see. Anything else you want to talk about? Hold on, one more, one more thing. So it doesn't look like they're going to buy TikTok entirely, but it looks like they're just buying, like, the U.S. operations of TikTok. Okay, so that's so, what like, I was saying. It'll yeah. maybe be, like, just, it'll maybe just be, like, TikTok U.S. or something. Well, I mean, that's better than nothing. Most people get to keep their platform. Most people get to keep their platform there, and then, um, yeah, but then it's less of a data farm. Yeah. Um. Well, what else? What else is there? I don't know. I think um, we just kind of need to wait on more news. I mean, COVID oh, vaccine. COVID vaccine. I th- when is that supposed to be distributed? That's looking pretty good. So the most recent thing I was seeing was, it looks like we're getting around the end of the year to January. We should be getting like first doses. And apparently it will be enough to be considered like herd immunity will have been distributed by spring. That's what they're first looking at because they need a couple months. They did like a 30,000 people trial, I want to say, around the country, one brand. And um, there's a couple others that are doing well. But they said they need like three to six months for data collection because there's still some people that are showing like some people have it effective, some people don't. So it'll probably have to be a mix of like if you're whatever traits they figure out work, you have to get this vaccine, other people have to get this vaccine. But um. It's looking pretty good, so, and new cases are still rising in, like, California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, but, um, everywhere else is doing moderately well to well, so, um, I feel we're looking better. I'm really hoping, too, that we could do empty arena presidential debates if stuff gets better, because, like, the Trump and Biden debates just wouldn't be English, like, if you think about those two guys talking back and forth, so I think it'd just be really entertaining and, like, I would almost want to do a podcast episode where we just watched the entire bit, like, did a watch-along of the debate. I think yeah. that'd be great. Because, I mean, like, can you imagine, like, how crazy the debates between those two would be? Like, just Biden not not even knowing where, like, where he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. not knowing what he's saying. And then Trump just, like, not making any sense. It's yeah. going to be the most funniest thing ever in the and world. And then Biden will just be like, you're a lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> and then Trump will like start tweeting about him in the middle of the debate. It'll just be, it will be amazing. And I think that's a happier note to end it off on than our whole um, TikTok discussion about just like yeah. the horrible technological age we live in. But um, yeah. So hopefully with those debates, I mean, yeah, some places COVID's bad, but it seems like we're looking a little bit. Of, I'm cautiously optimistic right now. So um, I think we joined off here. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.